I'll open up the show. And you can do your beer breaks. Gotcha. <clears throat> I was going to do a Mrs. Doubtfire intro. Hello! <laughs> Everyone, and welcome to the American Pale Males podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and with me is the other host. The surprise that you're actually using that Jeremy. <laughs> Should I use it? I mean, you can if you want. I don't care. Okay. Sounds great. Jeremy. Michael. Let's jump right on in. Sounds good. with some beer brags. So it's been a weird week, as I'm sure we'll get to, but I have a uh, a double up on uh, the beer brags this week. So okay. in downtown Iowa City, they are remodeling the entirety of the pedestrian mall. It's, really? Yes. It's the like the piping, the electrical work. It was all just all torn up and horrible and failing. And they've also remodeled one of the hotels downtown. Sheridan okay. is now called The Graduate. Oh. And there is a Gene Wilder-themed restaurant in there called Gene's that I went to this past week. <laughs> Are you serious? That is awesome. I'm not even kidding. Because for those not in the know, Gene Wilder is a University of Iowa graduate. Right. And so despite the stupid name, the place is excellent. It's got wood paneling. Uh, the the or wood paneling. I sound like an idiot. It's got like you know actual wood and everything you know on the the walls on the bar. It's got a very uh, ski lodge e feel to it. Okay. And okay. the ceiling over the bar is quite low, and it feels like the bar in The Shining that Jack Nicholson goes to. If it were brighter and less haunted. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we we went there for trivia because we wanted to and. I suspect they pulled this pop culture-themed trivia out at the last second because it was about 95% questions we've heard in the past two months. Oh, So need- hey. needless to say, we got dangerously close to a perfect score on this one. But <laughs> while I was there, I had, uh, continuing a theme of the past couple weeks, I had uh, Marzen from Reunion Brewery. Okay, okay. Interesting. Uh, nexus of the recent uh, Reunion show we had where we had a bunch of beers there few months ago and the Oktoberfest kick god was was that a few months ago yeah god. july there was a b right was it july or august oh well, it may have been i don't know but there was a it was hot <laughs> it, it was hot but the the margin is pretty good it was about a five and a half um it's still kind of it's it's good I'll, okay. I'll start with that it's good but it was a little unusual in that american Oktoberfest sense that we've had it was right. one of the better ones that i've had in this fall Oktoberfest season, whatever we'd like to call it, mm-hmm. but it, it they just they just can't get the spices right, Michael. It's just <laughs> not the same. I'm actually finishing off an Einger Oktoberfest Marzen because I realized we had already done that when I was trying to find extra beers that we could do together. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> because I subscribed on to American Pale Mails on Google Podcasts, and uh, I've finally seen Michael's nice episode descriptions that he writes up every week. <laughs> But it, it they just don't it doesn't have that grainy pop to it, but still pretty good. One of the better American Marzins, Oktoberfests is whatever we want to call them. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is something that we've also been threatening to do for a while. Um, okay. My fiance has a thing for uncured bacon for her breakfast. I I, I can't remember why. I'm sure she's explained it to me, but it's she's been eating it for a while. Okay. And she particularly likes the brand from Trader Joe's. And while we were out there shopping a while back, I got one of their store brands because we've been, okay. we've been threatening to do this for a while. 
Right. I'm interested. How did it go? So, and what was it? I went. There was a family with bad children who were clogging up the lane and getting in front of the stuff that I'd actually heard of before. <laughs> okay. And they have. I don't know what a, the beer version of a sommelier is, but they have one for Cicerone. Sure. I just thought that was like a, a offshoot of Chicago or something like that. <laughs> but uh, we needed to leave, and so I just grabbed Simpler Times Pilsner. Um, Michael, if you had to guess how much a six-pack of Pilsner would cost, even a store brand, what would you say? Um, factoring the store brand, I'm going to say it's less than a dollar a beer. Uh, I'll just say five ninety-nine. Uh, you can get, a, at least in Iowa City, you can get, or Coralville, technically, I guess, from Minhas Craft Brewery, you can get a six-pack of Simpler Times Pilsner for $3.49. Wow. And it's not bad. Really? It's. I mean, this it, was. We saw this on when we talked about that Try Guys. Uh huh. Yes. So it's not bad. I mean, it's nothing to write home to mom about. Right. You're you're not going to be like, man, I really need that. But as far as the experiment factor went, mm-hmm. it, it proved to be good for watching a day's worth of football last week. Oh was, yeah, that was, would probably be good for that, wouldn't it? Was, it? it was perfect. It was I want to say about like five point three something. Um, you don't want to let it warm up, obviously. Okay. But okay. it's it's got a fighter's chance at being, you know, you could call it a pilsner. Mm-hmm. It's a little spicy. It's a little sweet, obviously. Right. But I I was surprised given the price point. I had hoped to get something else. One of the uh, oh, I don't even remember what it's called, but one of the ones that looks, you know. Like it comes in bottles or something of that nature and doesn't just have like a yellow can with a red stripe on it and is <laughs> not, in fact, red stripe. But, right. But yeah, I was surprised. I may have to uh, do further investigation or just throw one in the next time we get around to a trade. Oh, yeah. I would enjoy that. Trying that, I should say. Well, yeah. I don't know if I'll enjoy it, but I'll enjoy trying it. Sure. What about yourself, Michael? What do you got for me? Well, let me, like you did, I'll just off the bat get an Oktoberfest mention out of the way. I like this, though. We're kind of diving into these, getting the differences between these down. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was from Central Waters Brewing uh, in Wisconsin. This was their Oktoberfest lager. And it was probably one of the better ones I had, maybe the best American one thus far, I would say, for the year. Um, Interesting. It fell more into that caramely camp than the German style. I don't know what flavor you'd grainier camp. I guess you could say. Grainy. You know, it was that that darker brown color, but it did have a little bit of a pop. It was a little duller under that caramely flavor, but it did have a nice, fresh finish, a nice crisp finish, and so that was a good one. Hence the uh, accolades I gave it earlier. I was also. I have, like, I'm looking through my untapped list right now. I had a few flights in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and visited a few breweries up there. I can't go into all these, so I'm going to hit some highlights. Can't or won't? Um, won't. Okay. We could make it a uh, beer brag blowout show, but um, (laughs) we have real beers to drink. Um, Indeed we do. Yeah, so I had a flight at just this rando bar. It did include a, a Bell's Oktoberfest, which was zesty, but it didn't have that pop. It was okay. An American version? Yeah, good American version. Just kind of a little less grain there. I did have, as part of that flight, for the first time, at least that I can remember anyway, and we talked about this before too, straight up breakfast stout from Founders. Oh, you 
Kerr. <laughs> yes. I caught myself on that one. <laughs> I finally had it. I, I like the robust coffee flavor. Nice, subtle hints of vanilla in there. It was really clean, too. And I don't know, is this a controversial statement or not? But I think I would take it over the variants. The breakfast stout? Yeah. That's not over, over the over KBS, KBS or CBS, yeah. There, there's so, well, eh. I feel like the blank BS, it, it definitely has a a big fight feel to it. You feel like you have to uh, earn one of those. Yeah, and maybe that's part of it too. It's like you can't, you'd feel weird just like chugging that down, whereas <laughs> you can take some hearty quaffs off a of breakfast out and not feel weird about you'd, it, I You'd guess. feel weird in more ways than one. Well, that's true too. So yeah, it was good. Finally good to get around and complete mm-hmm. the triad of those beers, I guess. You'd never had breakfast out before? I don't think so. Really? If I did, it was probably a long time ago before developing a critical tongue. It's so good. <laughs> it is it's good. It's so freaking good. <laughs> and uh, if you if you are careful and look around, at least in my neck of the woods, you can usually find it on sale. Like at, yeah. like at any given point. Like it's got a really rational price point for as good of a beer as it is. Yeah, I've seen it around too because I see that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a couple other breweries we went to, we went to Ordock Brewing, which is by Big Ordock in Marquette, Michigan. They had really good salad brews that were really exemplary of the style. Did I say that right? Exemplary. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Exemplary. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> then we went to Black Rocks Brewery, which was very confusing because it looked like a house. <laughs> and on the inside, it was kind of like a house. Um, they had really good beers there too. Which one did I really like there? Oh, they had a coconut brown there, so... Coconut again, brown. <laughs> coconut has been a uh, adjunct that has come up in the show a lot. But I again, I liked it. I liked it. So um, Most put, excellent. Put a bucket on the scoreboard for coconuts. So A bucket on the scoreboard? A bucket on the scoreboard. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, I'm flipping through here. I don't want to get like too nitty-gritty with all these beers, but um, uh, both breweries good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Beer good. Beer good, Michael better. The end, yeah. Oh, Michael. But Jeremy, let's move on from beer. We might be talking about coffee a little bit here. Jeremy, I want to oh, hear God. about your, <laughs> yeah, we your foray into the movie marathon. Because <laughs> you did it again. I did it again. At least uh, based on a social media post, I assume you did it. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I definitely did it again. Uh I do have some questions for you, but why don't you just give us a general overview of how the film scream correct uh, movie marathon horror movie marathon went this year? Uh, so it was harder this year. Okay, now was that because of you, the movies, your setup as far as caffeination, or why was it harder? So I, I feel like last year I kind of backed into the perfect level of caffeination and rest and all that jazz. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a bad back, and I generally don't sleep well Mm -hmm. on most days, but I've been uh, making a point to just try and sleep better for the week. And I I even managed to come home and take a nap. Well, try to take a nap, but I overslept a little bit and had to run some errands before I went to the show, but that's neither here nor there. Um, The movies overall were better. Okay. Like, we just piled all of them together and averaged it out, I'd say the average score was better. 
Uh, last year was dragged down a bit by an uh, overlong samurai movie from prolific Japanese oh, yeah. filmmaker Takashi Miike. I think I remember you talking about that. It was cool, but uh, it was just... I didn't know if, if it was a wise idea to put a two-and-a-half-hour movie with subtitled on at four in, <laughs> on at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It wasn't the greatest idea. Trying to read that with bloodshot eyes. Yeah, um, that that was another thing. I felt like about at midnight, my eyes were going. Oh yeah. Well, just in like even the the girl working the concession stand when I stopped to get a couple slices of pizza, she's like, "Yeah, I wish I had eye drops too." And you know, I didn't say anything about it or bring mm-hmm. it up. But uh, the movies this year uh, were started with Killer Kate, which is a indie slasher movie that's not out yet. Okay. So it was the first of the two secret screenings. Basically, a woman goes to her estranged sister's bachelorette party at the behest of their father, and people try to kill him while they're there. It's a very okay. simple setup. It's cheesy. It's definitely a couple of amateur-ish or not as experienced actors and not even in the fun, like, horror movie way. But it recognized what it was, and it had fun with it. Okay. Um, second one was Zombie 2, a notorious Italian zombie movie from the late 70s. Um, is that zombie with an I? Is that how... It is zombie with an I. No E, I guess, would make more sense, Well, right? no, I got you. Um, yeah. So, zombie is is also known as Zombie 2, because in Italy, Dawn of the Dead was released as zombie with an eye. Uh-huh. And there is some sort of quirk in Italian copyright law where <laughs> you don't have to be the originator of the source material to market something as a sequel to something else. Okay. Which which <laughs> seems weird and like a poor choice, but Yeah. So they clearly didn't get George Romero to make an Italian horror movie sequel to his probably his best-known work. Well, right. eh, one of his best-known works. But they did get disgusting man Lucio Fulci to make it, and it's it's rather disgusting. The dubbing in these Italian movies is horrible. So it's dubbed into English? Well, it's or... it's spoken in English, and then they ADR over it because the people couldn't exactly... Okay. They have pretty thick accents. Okay. It's a lot of fun to see with the crowd. Even more fun was Zombie 3, oh. which is the one where Fulci had to drop out partway through because he was getting old and couldn't do it. Was that at the screening too? Yes, that was the one that okay. was right after it. Gotcha. So we had a bit of a double feature. And uh, I've heard it described as watching a zombie movie with your brain on fire. It's <laughs> it's it's basically an absurd late 80s. It, it, it looks like a bad episode of Miami Vice. Okay. But there in oh. like there is no plot. Like it is there's no reason to to pay attention to anything that happens. There's no characters that you care about. You, it's just ridiculous gore left and right. A disembodied head flies out of a refrigerator to chew on someone at some point. Oh, I think I've seen that clip. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun. After that was this is the one I think that you would like the most. Okay. Two in the morning was this 1961 movie called The Mask. And it was uh, it was a 3D movie, and so it's, it's like 80 minutes long, like all movies from the 1960s. It's basically, you know, a psychiatrist has a patient die because he went insane from putting on this mask. And it's this old, fancy, you know, like mosaic tiled mask. And the, the idea is putting on the mask drives you crazy. So 
later rebooted by Jim Carrey. Not quite. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so this was recently dug up and restored by the Toronto International Film Festival mm-hmm. and some sort of 3D film archive that I can't remember right now. But basically, it's it's 2D, and they, there's even like a you know a 60s infomercial at the beginning that says you know like hey. When our hero puts on the mask, put on your mask. The, the, th- <laughs> the, the 3D glasses. So did they have something there for you? Oh, the oh yeah, there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There was 3D glasses. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, so it would intone, "Put on the mask," and you'd put them on, and you'd see all this trippy psychedelic BS going on. And there, it's the movie is not like terribly good. It's just the standard crazy man movie. But my God, when they get into that 3D stuff, it just goes mental. It's absurd. It's so cool. Especially at 2 a.m., I imagine. Yeah. In in full disclosure, I kind of fell asleep a little bit during Zombie 3, which I'm not all that concerned about. Right. I was going to ask you which where if you did fall asleep, where it was. I, I did fall asleep for about 20 minutes. I woke up when okay. the heads were flying. Uh, <laughs> I, I missed all the air quotes character development in that movie right after that was oh the second secret screening it was a movie that's so new it doesn't have a poster or a trailer yet it's called the clove hitch killer and it stars dylan mcdermott and without giving too much away because i highly recommend you all check this out i really really enjoyed it uh the premise the elevator pitches remember that killer that they never caught back in the day the one that was like BTK. Well, what if he was your dad? Oh. It's basically, you know, it's he's got... Dylan McDermott has a couple of kids. He's, you know, super churchy, runs a scout troop, yada, yada, yada. It's supremely upsetting in a number of places. I can imagine and, putting that wrinkle into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And who, whoever wrote the script, I should really check that out, did their uh, their homework. Oh, into like serial killers and... Serial killer uh, psychology. There you go. Okay. It's Ooh. very good. And they closed it out with uh, Fright Night. I've heard of that before. You would like Fright Night. It's a screwy uh, vampire moves in next door sort of movie. A lot of uh, rubber monsters running around, but in the good 80s sense of okay. rubber monsters running around. So overall, it was, it was pretty awesome. I had five cups of coffee. And that was too much. Did you have any Cobra Verde? I did have a Cobra Verde. Oh, uh, so last year... A lot of people left during it, and there was easily three times as many people that made it all the way through this time. Really? Yes, which is awesome, but it makes it harder for me to win things in there because you put your names in a little bucket, and they pull it out before every movie. Oh, right, and if nobody's there... Then they keep drawing. I won one this time, and it was not the whammy gift, although it may as well have been. It is a zombie western featuring Chris Kattan as the lead. What? And it's called Undead or Alive. I've never heard of that. Welcome to my world. Is it a comedy? It's, well, it's a, it's a zombody. Okay. It's from 2007. Uh, oh. Elmer, James Denton, well, here, let me find the page for it. Elmer, James Denton, a Civil War deserter, and Luke, Chris Kattan, a heartbroken cowboy, are captured by a corrupt Wild West sheriff. Matt Be- Matt Besser and thrown in jail. Besser's in there. <laughs> Elmer and Luke escape and rob the sheriff while he's in the saloon. As they make their way out of town, the pair meet Sue, a niece of the famous Native American warrior. She tells him that her uncle has cursed the entire region and infected it with a plague that turns people into fleshy, hungry zombies. Yeehaw. 
<laughs> it's it's averaging a four on Amazon out of thirty four reviews. So that's not mm-hmm. not bad. Right. It looks terrible. Like it looks terrible. Right. right I I mean right. not even in the fun terrible way. Like Zombie Three is fun terrible. Uh huh. But um, good times would do again. Okay. Will do again. Yeah. It's the only thing I can do because you know eventually I'm going to keep breaking things every year it seems, and all I have to do is be able to sit down. So that's cool. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be in a body cast in the back and just yeah. Kinda... Oh well, congratulations, Jeremy. Did you get a like a I survived a little memento at um, the end? The I survived thing was a vomit bag. <laughs> it was a film screen branded vomit bag. That's what I saw. Yes, that's what you saw. Okay. Was, I thought they might have given that to you at the beginning. They but. did. They did, but it was it was their giveaway thing. I mean, we well, we got like pizza. We got. I had five cups of coffee. Like, I mean. It's nothing to sneeze at. You made a night of it. I did, and then I slept for four hours, and then watched football, and stayed up till about eleven o'clock again the next night. Is that where the um, uh, was it better times fell into play? What is that called? Uh, oh, simpler times. Simpler times. No, that was a different weekend. That was, oh, okay. that was a while back. Okay. I've been saving that one. <laughs> I keep trying to think of people that I can force to go to this with me, and I think the only person who I can make do it is friend of the show Zach. Cause he's yeah, I could envision him doing he's, that. He has mentioned to me on several occasions that he wants to go to this, but as he is a fancy pants photographer, his weekends are generally busy, especially when there is a witching hour was this weekend, like a local arts oh, sort okay. of thing. So he was running around. I believe he said he worked 33 of 48 hours over the weekend. Sheesh. Yeah, so there was that. But I'm going to do it again this weekend with my fiance. With our our own marathon because she's not not a fan of the ones that are played there. So we're gonna start with the new Halloween and go from there. Okay. And I might do it by myself the week after. I don't know. She's gone. I can do whatever I want, and I have Shutter. Just stay up as late as you can and see see what happens. I might, but my God, I'm still dragging. We're getting old, Michael. I was gonna say that. Granted, uh, I, I mean that's a factor. 27-ish hours largely spent awake was is no joke, even if you're young, but, like, it's it's hard. I remembered to hydrate this year. That helped out quite a bit. Oh, yeah, I can imagine yeah. you, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't You wouldn't think, think so, but... Especially with coffee, too. Yeah, I found that one out the hard way last time. <laughs> but it's good stuff. Maybe you'll have to come next year, Michael. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> right, right. Bye, family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jeremy, should we get into the FDR? Yes, Michael, we should. Uh, FDR is where we find a beer, drink a beer, and we rate a beer. And we're keeping with the autumnal themes, Michael. Uh, How about you tell the fine people what we are having this evening? We are having O'Fallon Vanilla Pumpkin Beer. Yes, we are. uh, tell you a little bit about O'Fallon, although I don't really have a lot of information I do know they were founded in the year 2000, and then they start to grow their brand and distribution area. Uh, They were bought out in 2011 just by another private individual, Mm -hmm. so not like a big company. They just sold it to another dude. Just some guy. Nothing. It's it's fine. It's nothing. It's no bad things, (laughs) as far as I can tell. And I think they are. This is just random memory. I don't have any sources to cite with this fact, but I think they're the second biggest craft in the St. Louis area behind Schlafly. Schlafly? Schlafly. Schlafly? Schlafly? Yeah, I don't know. No, Schlafly, right? I think Schlafly. 
because <laughs> uh, I can't think of anybody bigger in that area than um, them right now. Craft. Obviously, there's somebody really big. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And I mean, it is just St. Louis, right? Yes, okay. just the like St. Louis area. So, uh, and then like obviously elsewhere in the state, you have Boulevard. That's like, what I was thinking, but uh, then I remember they're on the other side. So, yeah, it's all good. Um, interesting fact. So I went to their beer page before we get into this specific beer, uh, just to see what they had on their beer page, and this is one of five pumpkin beers that they offer in this season. They have the this one that we're having the O'Fallon vanilla pumpkin beer mm. then they just have the straight pumpkin beer then they have the jack o latte a pumpkin cream stout the great pumpkin mm. belgian white vit ale okay and the o'fallon salted caramel pumpkin beer <laughs> if you like pumpkin beers uh get a flight at this brewery i guess because yeah, no kidding. they got five of them it would appear but specifically with this one, I can say this has a 5.5% ABV, 11 IBU. They go specific into Ooh. ingredients here. White wheat and caramel, 90 L grains. So 90 Lovabond units, which is pretty, pretty high. Pretty dark. Pretty dark. And then uh, Magnum hops. I got some color text when you're ready for it, Mike. Um, go ahead with that color text, Jeremy. We decided to add some locally produced cold-pressed Madagascar bourbon vanilla to our most popular seasonal, O'Fallon pumpkin. The vanilla adds another layer of flavor to the pumpkin pie theme of this amber ale and balances well with the cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove. It tastes like a slice of pumpkin pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on it. <laughs> That's pretty folksy. You're welcome, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about this. I kind of got this as the potential freak show beer, but maybe it's well executed. I don't know. So let's open it, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we can say the bottle has a jack-o'-lantern uh, adorned with vanilla, beans, and a flower, and has a ice cream cone smashed onto the top of him. He doesn't seem to mind, though. Michael, what sort of glass are you using for this? Just using the general shaker. I'm using the one and only uh, branded piece of American Pale Mail merchandise. <laughs> Very good. I should have used that. That'd be good for this one. Kind of non-specific. But that's what I thought. Also to note about the bottle, they have their own like branded bottle. Yeah, too. they do. It's I just noticed that. It kind of embossed and with a ring around the bottleneck and mm -hmm. it says "We love beer" on it. It almost I almost thought for a second it said clove beer on there. <laughs> which, was, which I was like, oh my god, that's disgusting. But then I turned it. That's a very specific bottle embossment. <laughs> right? It's a clove beer. Um, smells pumpkin. Oh man, this one smells very pumpkin-y. Pumpkin spicy. Nutmeggy. Mm -hmm. Cinnamony. Oh man, I don't know. It's already overpowering and I haven't even tasted it yet. But maybe subtle vanilla smells in there. But the spice is really strong. Jeremy, have you gone in? Hmm. Oh my! Okay, I think your uh, worries are unfounded, Michael. This is that's oh. really good. That's pretty well balanced, right? I mean, oh, it's man, it's very strongly flavored, but it's not absurd. It tastes authentic mm -hmm. to a degree. Yeah, it's not absurd. That's a good way to put it. The vanilla is just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think the vanilla adds to the kind of legitimacy of it. it it does, like, yeah. It starts off with a kind of a general 
beer flavor and mouthfeel. Then you get this taste of vanilla, and then at the end you taste all the pumpkin spices, uh-huh. which are not out of control. What was the one pumpkin we had recently? I totally. Oh God, I don't know. Because <sighs> that one wasn't that one kind of like okay, guys. Yeah. Pack it in a little bit. It was uh, oh. Stingy ja- Stingy Jack? Stingy, stingy Jack. Jack. I'm Stingy Jack. Tra-la-la. Yeah, that one was a little uh, thick. Fair. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. Yeah, this one delivers a little better. Mm-hmm. I think the vanilla adds to it, like we said. And, uh, well, let me go back in here. The pumpkin is not overpowering, but it is strong. It is, yeah, I was going to say, it's any other time of the year, this would be really weird. Yeah. Well, which is why it's a seasonal, yeah. obviously. But... It's, like, very niche. Like, you know, you can have an Oktoberfest probably any time of the year. You know, like uh-huh. a German style oh, yeah. and not feel like, oh, this is odd. But I might feel um, a little weird doing that, but... Yeah, and name alone, maybe. Sure. But this is distinctly a autumnal uh-huh. taste. I mean, usually I disagree with this mishigash about... It tastes like yada yada with blah blah blah, but this really does kind of taste like vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. It's it's legitimate. Uh huh. This is this is really good, Michael. I'm enjoying this quite a bit. Thank you. In adva- mm. in advance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was expecting this to kind of be a freaky beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it is to an extent, but it's not bad. Freak show. Mm-hmm. I really don't think it's that weird. I think it's. This this is something you could give to your your father if your father is not like a pumpkin beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, but it's it works out really well. This is a dessert beer, wouldn't you say though? Yeah, yeah. Answer me this: Would you want to have directly after drinking this one right now we're having? Would you want to have another one? Maybe, actually. Maybe. Oh, really? Okay. Because I, I think to yeah to me it's kind of like a kind of an aperitif like little. Mm. Hmm. I I don't know. We'll put it that way. Okay. I I get where you're coming from because it tastes like dessert, and we associate right. those yeah. flavors with dessert. But it's uh, I don't I don't know. I f- I feel like this is not one that you could have in like August. Mm-hmm. Or even when it's like even a little moderately hot out. It needs to be cold. You need to be angry at the world outside. <laughs> at least the weather, anyway. Right. But yeah, dumb. Like I am right now. Because it's ridiculous. It's cold out. At least it hasn't snowed yet. Yeah, yeah. As I drink more of it, it does, like, the aftertaste falls a little flat. There's not really an aftertaste. Yeah, it's just kind of blah right now in my mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. But not like a... It's not a bad aftertaste. It's just... Uh Uh-huh. It's just not not It's just not an aftertaste. You're right. Hmm. Uh, well, I feel like we're spinning our wheels here, Michael. Should we get into the rating? Yeah, let's rate this. It's harder because there's not as much to compare it to, although, you know, we do have the Stingy Jack. True. I, I will say it's one of the better pumpkin beers I've I've had um, that have the active pumpkin spice profile in there. This is the closest I can uh, get to that uh, delicious Old Capital Brewers one that uh, yes. I, I had longed for so many times. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, <laughs> How close to that does it get for you? It it gets close, but it's not quite there. I feel like the spicing is a little underdone. Compared to that one? Well, just in general. Like, I feel the 
the vanilla kind of overpowers the cinnamon and the nutmeg mm-hmm. just a little bit. I think I prefer the vanilla more though than than those flavors. Oh, me too. But it, it's it's just becomes more of a like a uh, like a uh, a pumpkin root beer float, right? If that if saying. such a thing exists. I think the aftertaste now that we're talking about is that comes from that vanilla. Mm-hmm. Oh, one hundred percent aftertaste. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. And I still think I generally would prefer like a non-spiced, like yam beer or <laughs> squash beer or something like that. Yam. I want yams. Is that from something? No, no. Okay. Just you sitting at the table with a red and white checkered necker or a napkin tucked into your shirt, pounding on the table with a fork and knife, yelling, "I want yams." Is that me, circa twenty-sixty or something like that? No, that's you, like tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, oh, one more comment. I know we said we're getting into ratings. I like the mouthfeel as well of this. Mouthfeel is really good. Yeah. Um, do you have a rating? Because I'm still, like, working uh, it out on my head. Well, we're going to find out real fast. As you go in for the sip of judgment, I presume. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a good beer. I would definitely have again. I would dare say I would even reach for a uh, six-pack of this bad boy. I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like this one would be good for a tailgate, especially now that Ooh, the winter yeah. is coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might even be really good with just a dash of whiskey in it. Oh, that's an interesting um, assessment. I can see that, too. I uh, I went to the store the other day and got a bottle of Four Roses bourbon, which is a good one. And the guy at, the, at Hy-Vee just says, like, oh, man, have you had this before? Because, you know... If you drop whiskey in apple cider, it's like real good. And it's like, well, yeah, duh, everyone knows that. It's <laughs> that's the theory behind apple pie. The drink apple pie, not the Oh, the right. Pie. Oh, okay. I was going to say I, I I could I could see the uh Although baking an apple pie with whiskey, like a little that no that might be gross. I don't know. Cousin of the show Andrew is a fine pie baker. And uh, I don't know if he's up to date or even listens at all, but I know Grub of the show listens. <laughs> yes. So uh, how about you make him make a bourbon apple pie and then have some and don't give any to the children. Make them a smaller apple pie and let me know how it goes because that sounds delicious. Okay. But now that I've been stalling for time enough, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give this a four. Okay. I, I wish the cinnamon and the nutmeg were a little stronger. Clove, I can take or leave. It, it's. I recently had to purchase ground cloves for a recipe, and I was reminded, oh yeah, they taste disgusting on their own. <laughs> but you love clove cigarettes. That's the big conundrum. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's like it's just all the crap that goes in your lungs, which is why I've been snorting cloves. Which oh, is why okay. I bought the cloves in the first I, place. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, okay. No, not not for me. Just for the record. Uh, right. no yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make it clear. So I, I think I smoked a cigarette once when I was like 14, and it was disgusting, and never never again. Sounds like a King of the Hill episode or something. It, it kind of was. It is actually a King of the Hill episode, <laughs> except my father didn't make me smoke a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> okay. And nor did I get hooked on it after I smoked a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> was that Bobby? Yes. Um, oh, that's brilliant. I, I've, I've had a few cigars here and there, but... Like maybe less than five in my lifetime. Oh yeah, when cousin Eggs in town. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> to be fair, we did that strictly because the uh, 
the smoking ban was coming in and we wanted to be those jerks that smoked cigars in a bar. Right, yes. That was a was good pictures <laughs> from that night. There are some good pictures from that. <laughs> Just with everyone with huge stogies in their mouth uh-huh. from the tobacco bowl, like $2 each or something like that. Tobacco bowl, no. Oh, may it rest. In, well, no. Nah. No, I'm good. May it rest, may it period. Rest. <laughs> it was, it was, I'm glad that it was there for what it was, but it's not for yeah. me. Um, yeah. Also... Fun fact that we learned from that night, never buy the cheapest cigar, buy the second cheapest Second cigar. cheapest, yeah. <laughs> Peruvians or something it was. <laughs> oh, God, I don't remember. That was so long. We're getting old. Like We are getting old. <sighs> yeah, your turn. Your turn. So, yeah, I, I have to kind of give it up to this beer a little bit. I brought it in so that we could potentially rake it over the coals. And uh kind of turned out that Stingy Jack was a little more not as great. And this one was the better one. Uh-huh. I assumed, oh, vanilla pumpkin, they're going to taste outlandishly weird and have all these bogus, you know, unbalanced and all over the map. But no, it's balanced. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, as I have more of it, you know, getting towards the end of the glass here, it's running a little thin. Like, I'm, it's like, okay, I, I get it. And then I'm kind of getting, I don't want to say I'm getting sick of it because I'm still enjoying it, mm-hmm. but it's... Not as much as when I first started to drink it. I'm enjoying it more. The uh, getting more flavors coming out of there. Yeah, well, as it warms up, the spicedness is coming out. And maybe I'm not a big fan of that spicedness as you are, and maybe I'm liking that vanilla more as I stated. But um, I'm gonna give it a three seven five. That's solid. Yeah, you can't I, complain about that. Yeah, so it's I think it's probably the best pumpkin beer that we've had on the show. That I could, because I think we had like the Shipyard one and yeah. Stingy Jack. I'm sure we've had another in there somewhere, but I I did have a uh, Shipyard's Imperial Pumpkin the other day, Sh- oh. uh, smashed pumpkin, and that one's oh, actually. Should I still try to look for that? You one? You should still try to look for that one. Okay, it's pretty good. I'll get another. Just looking here, we had a oh we had a pumpkin porter too from Red Hook. Mm-hmm. In the first season that I remember that was. I think that's where I coined the term beerosity. Um, it's possible. But this is better than that, I know for sure. That one's a little weird. Let's see. I'm Just for posterity, I'm just checking. Ichabod from New Holland. Oh, right I remember that. that one. That one was not bad, wasn't it? Average was a three. Ah, okay, uh, okay. Never mind. Usually New Holland, I'm like, yeah, they Yeah, they generally do, do okay. good stuff, yeah. Also, the Ace Pumpkin Cider, which I remember... That was... I remember that being gross. Not good, yeah. So, those are a few other ones. Yeah, I would say this is one of the better ones. I think the vanilla really adds to it. That's the kicker. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. That's another one down the gullet in any case. Uh, 3.875 average? Yeah. 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 Not bad. So as far as getting in touch, tell us what pumpkin beers you enjoyed. Maybe we need to look elsewhere to get that avaunted five-star pumpkin beer. I don't know. Um, but get in touch. You can do so on Twitter at APMPod, Facebook at APMPod, uh, emails directly, APMPod at gmail.com. You can check us out on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there, APMPod there as well. Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Yeah, watch 12, thir- well, 13 hours of horror movies next time you get a chance. Right. Have you seen any of the movies that Jeremy saw? Yeah. Do you think Zombie 3 is the uh, Brain on best? fire? It's not the, it's <laughs> yeah. not the best. <laughs> I couldn't finish that sentence. <laughs> um, there you go.
So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. We'll check you next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>